This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Now, even with less Brexit. Uh, hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Now with even less Brexit because there's no Brexit news this week. Oh. Did we have Brexit news last week? I don't think we did. No. No. It feels like it feels like we're on this delicious cloud. Before we talk about it again in November, I think wasn't there like some kind of vote happening in July, uh, and then if about about the uh, EU, and then a- after oh, yeah. that, I think it was November. Yeah, uh, the Brexit party. Have you heard about that thing? No. Uh, there's a new party started in the UK called the Brexit Party by Nigel Farage. Oh sure, okay. Yeah. What a surprise. It was Nigel Farage that did it. <laughs> the biggest douchebag in the world. Yeah, he's not... I mean, he's got a following, but it's not... He's he's too... Uh, too crazy for him to ever have a really big following. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't worry about that guy too much. Other people think he's... I mean, he's definitely not uh, a good politician by any means, but Ooh. I don't worry about him <laughs> that much just because I don't think he has a big enough following to do any real damage, but... Yeah. Let's talk about some news that we don't have in the news. We always love to talk about news before we talk about the news. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, some like uh, Julian Assange news. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. He was jailed for breaching bail this week for, uh, how long was it? 50 weeks? It's saying 50 weeks uh, for bre- in prison for breaching bail um, by seeking asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy. This is bre- breaching bail um, from being arrested by the British authorities. Um, he's... Uh, they say... Right here, Thursday, uh, there's a potential here or a hearing Thursday about potential U.S. extradition over allegations he will uh, he conspired with Chelsea Manning. So on okay. th- tomorrow, so we'll definitely talk about this next week. But tomorrow they're going to have an actual trial about the extradition. This was just a trial uh, about the the bail hearing 
Uh, 50 weeks, that's almost a year. That's pretty long, I think, for skipping bail, but that... Uh, sure, I guess, whatever. Um, you think if we move our uh, podcast to Thursdays, they will move everything to Friday? <laughs> right, or Wednesday? They'll just move everything to Wednesday or Friday, yeah. <laughs> like, if we move our podcast to Thursday, because, like, this is the... Fourth, fourth thing in a row that has happened on a Thursday that we know we will cover next week. I want to say at least four <laughs> weeks, if not more. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, it's so irritating. <laughs> Why do you do it on Thursday? Wednesday is a perfect, normal, good day of the week. And it also <laughs> says in this article that Sweden are also considering reopening sexual assault case against Assange that they dropped in May of 2017. Well, which, yeah, remember that? What? How can that even be? The per the person who he was accused of sexually assaulting came out and said that it was fake, uh, mm -hmm. and then the state kept up the charges, mostly well. Most people thought it was because the U.S. told them to. Um, and now they're saying they might bring the charges back now. Uh, that's kind of bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, PewDiePie uh, and uh, his uh, subscribe to PewDiePie meme in a, a very uh, uh, honest and very emotional video on on the internet i thought it was emotional at least he was clearly um uh taken back by the awful awful things that happened in christchurch in new zealand where the silent uh, uh screen <coughs> described to pewdiepie and uh like he says in the video there's many people that have used this for good but when people are using it for something as awful as that, I understand yeah, that he wants an end to it. I, when it happened, and you, uh, you initially sent me an article about the the whole thing uh, and its relation to PewDiePie, and I, I just wrote to you, right. the joke is clearly over, <laughs> and right. I think the joke was over then. PewDiePie coming out, he he even said in the video, um, I waited a while. For things to die down and to make this mm -hmm. response, so I, I think everybody at least uh, that knew it was a joke knew the joke was over then. Um, right. Anybody with a real a head on their shoulders, a lot of other people do, don't even didn't even know it was a joke to begin with. They they were taking it seriously or whatever. That was why it was funny to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what the joke was, but it's no longer a joke. Uh, so yeah. I, I agree with the whole sentiment, but I think that joke's been over for a little while now. I mean, another yeah, big thing on YouTube, though, uh, mm. Joe Rogan and the H3H3 podcast are not uh, doing live podcasting anymore. Joe Rogan no. didn't really mention it. He just started uploading his podcasts without being live, and then H3H3 right. started uploading his podcasts uh, without being live, and he actually did talk about it in in one of his podcasts uh he says it was in retaliation to a, a company, specifically KFC, which is like Kentucky Fried Chicken Fro, uh, attacking mm -hmm. his live stream and getting it demonetized um, for like a tiny little clip or whatever. And so 
yeah, the whole live streaming thing as far as YouTube goes, it seems like those live podcasts that we've kind of gotten used to over the last two years or whatever is not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. And as we discussed last week, uh, we are not a live podcast, but we feel that it's live because we're doing it live. It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was a few weeks ago we talked about that. But, I mean, it, it was always a consideration in my mind. Like, the biggest podcast, they all do their stuff live on YouTube or whatever, the biggest podcasts. And now the, yeah. the biggest podcasts are no longer doing that. They're not live anymore. It, and it, if you listen to the last H3H3 podcast... They're ba- every once in a while they'd be like so weird not to be live he's like I could say mm. anything right now and we could just cut it out <laughs> you know mm. yeah uh, in other news uh, that we didn't uh, cover uh, not going to talk a lot about there's been some drama in, in the sports world with uh, Gabriel Galassi uh, claiming that uh, Mo Farah punched and kicked uh, uh, him at a hotel, making drama in the running world, if anyone is interested. No, I don't uh, think anybody knows, knows who that is. I, I, if one person listening to this podcast knows who that is, besides Fro, I would be surprised. <laughs> I, I thought it was an interesting thing. And we have had our first uh, Russian uh, jailed for um, the uh, the um, Mueller report being out. Uh, her what are you name talking is, about? The first Russian in, 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 in America. The first Russian in America got arrested. Was jailed. Yeah, I was sentenced to 18 months in jail. Oh, that had nothing to do with the Mueller report. <laughs> That's why you confused me. Yeah, no. Absolutely nothing to do with the Mueller report. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah, go and do some more research on that. She, Maria Butini or whatever the hell her name yeah, is. Butina, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, she, uh, it, she was arrested for not uh, registering as a foreign agent. Ah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you saw on the news that they were trying to construe it as it had anything to do with the Mueller report, I'm not surprised. I, but I did. It didn't. <laughs> I did. I, I, I read, like, she's the first victim of um, the Russian victim in the Mueller uh, uh, for, because she was a criminal agent, right? Right. Uh, yeah. It had nothing to do with the Mueller report. Completely disconnected. Um,. Yeah, it had nothing to do with each other. Oh, the other thing, Woodstock. This is why we didn't come. Did we talk about Woodstock on here, or did we talk about it like when we were watching a pay-per-view with people? The new new Woodstock. I think it was a pay-per-view thing. Okay, so we never talked about it on here. But they were planning on doing a new Woodstock, 50th anniversary Woodstock coming up here. And um, because it's, you know, uh, 2019, 69, Mm -hmm. 2019. um, It got canceled, Fro. The entire yes. event got canceled. Apparently, they didn't plan it well enough, which is kind of funny because it's Woodstock. <laughs> it is kind of interesting. Uh, other news that we're not going to cover a lot: Spotify hits a hundred million paying million users, but still struggles to 
make a profit for some fucking reasons. That's very, very, very interesting. Well, how can you have a hundred million users, paying users, and not make money? Netflix hasn't been making money. Had didn't make money for years and years and years and years and years because of the overhead. Lots of these businesses, the plan is not to make money for ten years sometimes, and then you have to get past the hump, and then you start making money. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting that you can have such a good. Um, I think everybody knows Spotify is and uses it. I don't ever use Spotify, actually, but lots yeah. of people do. I mean, I love idle? Spotify, and you can find our podcast on there, is what I meant to say. <laughs> that, is, that is what you meant to say. We love Spotify because our podcast is on there, and he uses it all the time, night and day. Yes. But let's go into the real news. Okay, I'll start uh, this out. Uh, Venezuela's yeah. Guaido accused of coup attempt by Venezuelan government. Uh, the Venezuelan authorities say they are putting down a small coup attempt after the opposition leader, Guaido, announced he was in the final phase of ending President Nicolas Maduro's uh, rule. This is an article from yesterday, middle of the day yesterday. Um, it's still kind of going on, but I just watched a video from Democracy Now! before we started the show, and it's basically already failed, this, this whole thing. Um, we'll see what comes of it. I think at the beginning of next month is some massive planned protests. But um, it says here, Guaido declared himself the interim president in January and called for members of the military to help him end Maduro's usurpation of power. But military leaders appear uh, appear to be standing behind uh, Maduro. Venezuela's defense minister appeared on television to stress the point. Uh, however, photos of Caracas show some soldiers aligning themselves with Guaido's supporters. So, actually, let's go ahead and watch that video that it was just talking about. Of some, It says some of military uh, are seen uh, supporting Guaido. So, this is that video that it is referencing here. And this is from The Guardian. Uh, news. Right, it and says. Play it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says in early morning uh, video posted on social media, the opposition leader, Juan Guaido, calls on Venezuelans and military to support his bid to oust the country's president. All right, so go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. People of Venezuela, good morning. As you, you know, our struggle has always been within the framework of the Constitution in a non-violent struggle, to work with our fellow men, to save lives, to work with the most vulnerable, tend to our families, build capabilities always within the framework of the Constitution. A lot of Constitution talk here. Mm -hmm. In this process, we said that when the people are uh, for the streets, we assume the competencies when the international communities broadly support our struggle, we would be with the people of Venezuela. Now I call on the civil servants, who are the fundamental component, not only for the transition, but also for the reconstitution to recover national sovereignty. 
Our armed forces today, courageous soldiers, courageous patriots, courageous men who follow the Constitution, have responded to our call. We have come together in the streets of Venezuela. Okay, we can stop it there. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like twice as long, but it, it, he just continues saying a lot of the same kind of uh, verbiage about the Constitution and we need to follow the Constitution. It, it, there's a lot of this talk about the Constitution because uh, the way they can oust the, uh, the other president is to get people to uh, recognize him as the president through the constitution i guess their constitution has some way of doing that and so he's talking a lot about it in this you can see the military there in the background um the i what i saw on democracy now is that these are not actually the military they're in the national guard there's a very small number yeah. of not national guardsmen none of the navy army uh, air force any of the um, that kind of branches of military, none of them have defected to this side. Uh, the, some National Guard and not all of the National Guard even has. Um, I even saw that this thing here that you're seeing, this staged kind of uh, video, some of these people, these National Guardsmen in the background were tricked. They were, it's reported that some of them said that they were told they were going to receive awards. And then they showed up there, and it wasn't. There were no. It had nothing to do with an award ceremony or anything. Wow. Uh, and so they were just used as kind of a prop in the background. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that's the video there. Uh, Maduro's detractors hope the military change. It uh, the military will change its allegiance in reassessment. As reassessment grows following years of hyperinflation, power cuts, food and medicine shortages. Uh, which, like we've said in the past, has a lot to do with our um, continued sanctions on this country. As a result, John, John Bolton, the U.S. National Security Advisor, said what was taking place in Venezuela was not a coup, but a legitimate leader trying to take control. Right, that's what uh, we're saying. Mm. What do you think about this, from? I think it's very, very, very... Um difficult uh, uh, route for any side of this. It's like it has been a, uh, an election and uh, it's been very clear that they want to change things and things like that, but it's very yeah, like like, like we've spoken about before, it's very hard to, to, to keep uh, using the right here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, there's no good guy in this situation, right? No. no. Um, and that's hard for people to put their mind around sometimes, especially when you see it on the news. You always want the news. Uh, mainstream news always wants there to be a good guy and a bad guy, but in this situation, there's not really a good guy. Um, there's only two bad guys, and one of the bad guys is uh, being worse, kind more of. More bear. Yeah, yeah. More bad. <laughs> More bad, yeah. But this is almost like an international conspiracy to overthrow this country because oh, it's definitely. not just coming from the U.S., it's coming from other countries as well, and mm -hmm. um, even within South America. It's almost it's almost like we're trying to... Uh, well, it's not almost. It's like we're in a war on communism again, like the Cold War. And I think we've okay. already been saying this for a while, but 
yet yeah. we're in a cold war and this president trump and his administration john bolton and these other guys they still are in the 80s and they think we're still in the war with communism so that's what's happening right here you remember when you played uh, a game called king of the hill in kindergarten or in school or sure. something yeah it it, it, it it reminds me a little of that like everybody's trying to like run to the one that's on the hill and switch him out and and we're not sure if the one that's standing there at the end is a good choice <laughs> it's like like okay we push this bad person out with another bad person right yeah yeah i mean this is more just like, like we're it, trying to control i this is how i feel it. it it has a lot to do with the natural resources there it has a lot to do with the oil but it also we're also like right now trying to attack um, other countries down there who also have s similar type governments, socialist style governments. We're attacking them as well. Almost like our government mm. wants to just rid this hemisphere of the of the world of any kind of socialist government to try to and put in their own dictator so that we um, have control of this whole side of the world. If that makes sense, bro. Is this a Game of Thrones or something? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it kind of is, yes. No, no. The only thing is that we don't have dragons. And winter is coming next year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Winter is always coming. It, it's always coming, unless it's already here. That's true. <laughs> I'm talking about the place that uh, is known for their winters. Norway, um, a beluga whale found with a tight hardness uh, appeared to be Russian-made, has raised the alarm of Norwegian officials and prompted speculations in the animal way uh, ha animal may have come uh, from Russian military faculty. Jürgen Revik from the Norwegian uh, Directory of Fisheries says uh, equipment St. Petersburg is written on the harness stripe, which features a mount uh, for an action camera. He said Monday fishermen in the Arctic Norway uh, last uh, reported uh, a tame white uh, citizen. Is that how you say it? Sure. It's probably just a type of the type of whale it is, I'm guessing. Yeah, or the uh, it's not a uh, yeah, it's not a big whale. It, it's more it's more like a dolphin than a whale in size. Oh, uh, if you look at it. I guess so. I if don't you know. look at if you look at it. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. Um, he said that. Uh, uh, this, uh, uh, where was I? Jesus Christ, I lost total. Um, sure. oh, on Friday, fisherman, uh, you are Hansen, aided by uh, Rivig, jumped into the frigate water to remove the hardness. Uh, Rikvig said people in Norway military has shown great interest in the hardness. Richardson, a professor of the Department of uh, Arctic Marine and Biology at the Arctic University of Norway in Tromsø, uh, 
Northern Norway believes that it's more likely that the, the Russian Navy in Murmansk is involved. Russia is, uh, has a military faculty around Murmansk and on the Kolak personnel Pensualua in the far northeast of Russia. So this is a Russian-trained uh, whale to spy on Norway with a harness for a camera. It says here, I don't know if you, that's the best way to put it, because it actually says here, it wasn't immediately clear what the animal was trained for or whether it was supposed to be part of a Russian military activity in the region. So... Right. That paragraph of the article just said, everything else in this article is bullshit. <laughs> because we just made it up. <laughs> yeah. But we put in that that paragraph to let you know that everything we said was bullshit. But it's possible mm -hmm. that this has to do with military? I guess so. Or it could just be some Russian guy, like Russian uh, marine biologist that's studying the migration patterns of beluga whales. That could also be it. <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, I have to see it to believe it, look. See what? Do, 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 do. No, I'm, I'm just saying that uh, I, I love the conspiracy theory more than I love your explanation of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, it's a lot funner <laughs> to think that... Uh, that we're in a cold war. Oh, wow. It actually says the Soviet Union has used a base in Stavenpool and Crimea Peninsula during the cold war to train mammals for military purposes, such as searching for mines or other objects, mm -hmm. uh, or even planting explosives. Uh, the facility in Crimea was closed following the collapse of the Soviet Union though. Ah, <laughs> okay. Ah. Well, According to everywhere else, the Soviet Union is up and going again, so... Well, yeah, they probably have the help of the aliens, because, you know, <laughs> they got all that alien technology from the Nazis back in the day, and so they, yeah, they get the help from the aliens to rebuild the Soviet Union. That's what's happening, right, Fro? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that why there's been a growing sighting of UFOs in the Navy? I, yeah, it says here that... U.S. Navy is to draft new guidelines for reporting UFO anomalies uh, after growing UFO sightings. Okay, over the past five years, military pilots have been reporting growing numbers of UFOs in the skies, but often, uh, but often found their reports to superiors falling on deaf ears. Okay, perhaps understandably so, as sightings of UFOs are usually common are usually the domain of cranks or conspiracy theorists, not straight-laced military types. Yeah, sure. Uh, but but here's the problem, everybody, that has a problem with this. It's like UFO is so wrongly used. If I see something... Actually, that's in, in the, the exact sky, next paragraph. If you just want to read the okay. next paragraph, yeah. However, the increase of number of reports since 2014 has led some arms of military to change their tune. The U.S. Navy now confirmed a formulation report process for unidentified flying objects, UFOs, or unexplained aerial phenomenon, no UAP, as they call them. Right, there you go. So they actually have a whole different name for it uh, as, as instead of UFO. They use UAP. Yeah. 
And it says here, let's be clear, UFO or UAP does not necessarily mean little green f uh, men no. in a flying saucer. The uh, acronym is quite literally meaning any flying object that cannot be identified or authorized, uh, whether it's an enemy jet or a registered private plane. A shooting star or a kid with a drone uh, shaped like the Millennium Falcon. There we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I've seen a UFO because I have not been able to identify it does not mean that I have seen little green men. Right, but uh, when you're dealing with military pilots who know how planes work and know like the functionality of different planes, for them to say it's un unidentified is a bigger deal than for one, one of us to say it's unidentified. Right. 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 Um, but this article is more about the them changing the guidelines. It says here, uh, there, there have been a number of reports of unauthorized or unidentified aircraft entering various military controlled ranges and designated airspace in recent near in recent years the navy said um although there's been some efforts to keep tabs on the issue unauthorized aerial sightings formal intelligence staff often worry there is a very closed culture in the pentagon re regarding uaps that helps breed conspiracy theories on the other hand some former officials insist the military should keep more open-minded about reporting the sightings so that's uh, that's where this all comes down to is whether they should report it more freely to the public or whether that's going to freak people out and some people on the inside are saying the pentagon is not releasing enough of this stuff uh to the mm. public so yeah no it's uh, it's uh, it's true though. It's like we d we don't see a lot of this from official governments uh, because I I think they are afraid of looking like fools. Well, I also think um, I think it's right in an article when it says that hiding those things does create more of a conspiracy theory behind yeah. it. If the, all this information yeah. was released. Uh, there's going to be less like talk of black projects and all this other stuff because you're going to have the information you need to to actually suss out whether whether it was an alien spacecraft or not or whether like it's it, just a star sand effect like we talked covered before uh, yeah to a degree i mean yeah uh, uh but in a very strange where, way where her house could or could not have existed i guess it's like schrodinger's right, right. Sh Schrodinger Barbara's house. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. Sure. I, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like hiding things is, is very, 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 very stupid. Like, yeah, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's up in the air, it's, it's more, it, it, it isn't as dangerous. I, I think that's one of the reasons why there's a lot of conspiracy theory around it like when we i remember and this goes like with what we're going to cover next we, we covered uh, uh uh people that don't to vaccinate their children and we we, we reread an article that says that if we bombard them with facts they will just uh, just say oh those facts are based on 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 wrong research Right, or, like, and, and then turn around and use those facts against your argument somehow. Right. 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 
But uh, talking about uh, <laughs> anti-vax, anti-vax, uh, US uh, measles outbreak. Woohoo! Aren't you happy about this? Uh, uh, what? Oh, U.S. measles outbreaks are driven by a global surge in the virus, is what we're seeing. Damn. Right. Uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention declared measles eliminated in the United States in the 2000, in 2000. Yep. But measles continued to spread at times flourishing in many parts of the globe. The U.S. has been able to remain immune to the disease. This year, the U.S. has its highest rate of measles, uh, highest rate of, uh, rate of measles cases in 25 years. As of this week, the CDC has recorded 704 cases in 22 states. Uh, the reemergence that of is a lot. Yeah, a lot. The reemergence of me- measles is linked to parents who have chosen not to vaccinate their children against highly contagious disease. Uh, that is, n- but that's not the full explanation. A senior measles scientist at the CDC says the U.S. outbreak is being driven by a surge in measles globally. The World Health Organization tallied over 112,000 measles cases in the first quarter of 2019. In the first quarter of 2000, this is up more than 300% compared to the same period in 2018. 300% up. You want to start a really dumb conspiracy theory it's the increase in aliens is equivalent to the increase in measles which means that it's the aliens bro yes measles aliens yes mm-hmm. is that is that an alien craft that is dotted like with red red dots <laughs> it's a spotted alien craft, yeah. <laughs> spotted alien craft that you can't itch. <laughs> or you will get scars. Right. Uh, so, yeah, this is pretty bad. It says measles is one of the most highly contagious human diseases known to science. Before measles vaccine was introduced uh, in the U.S. in the 1960s, in the 1960s, the CDC estimates three to four million cases a year in the country. It's so, it's so, it's so easy. Like, what, what is most sad about it is how easy it is to get rid of. Like, that's 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 maybe the most sad about the part about it. Like, a vaccine is so. The vaccine has been around for so long, and it has proven again and again and again to be uh, a proven way to get away with measles. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad that this was a thing in 2019 when that we're talking about. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, I thought it was around, or I thought we had like kind of licked it sooner than 2000. I thought it was... Yeah. You know, somewhere in maybe like the 70s or 80s, we would have gotten rid of it. But it wasn't until the yeah, no. 2000s, and now it's just going back up again. And according to this article, it's due to, you know, outbreaks in other parts of the world. It's also an increase there that's a, it's a, it's an accompaniment to the outbreak here. So right. it doesn't just have to do with uh, people, specifically in America, having those specific values of not vaccinating not vaccinating is like a, a global problem clearly 
I guess mm. is the point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, but that's that's what I say. That like it would be so easy to get uh, away with. Uh, that's one of the things I I like with Bill Gates and um, Miranda Gates. Is that her name? Uh, uh, they have uh, started the global vaccine something called uh, sure. where where they and this is one of the things that he he has put a lot of money into is is uh, is actually. Uh, getting this vaccine for measles like to people that are poor but it's very it's very easy to get rid of in united states do you know how take the fucking shitted <laughs> vaccine <laughs> it's not as easy it is oh this it, you say that but everybody go back and listen to our anti-vax actual thing, and you saying that does not change the facts of anything, right? So, uh, and I mean, the other thing we covered in that is, remember we did the, there was an article in there that we talked about specifically it affecting um, mission uh, missionaries, and this mm-hmm. kind of proves that whole point, and then it comes back to we got to talk about the real kind of stemming cause of this that nobody is discussing it's not in this article either is the religious aspects of this and the fact that maybe missionaries who went to other countries who weren't vaccinated because of their religious beliefs and not in not vaccinating brought those diseases back here transferred them other people and that's what caused the outbreak in the u.s is this religious aspect that we're not even talking about well obviously i'm talking about it right now so there you go some months ago um Jeremy posted an interesting post on our Facebook group, and we looked into a, a fentanyl uh, a conspiracy. Uh, I, I don't remember what show it was, but it's pretty, maybe half a year ago. Oh, what show it was, like, number-wise? No, I don't even remember. But if you go back and you just find the one that labeled uh, Fentanyl Flyers Conspiracy was the name of the segment. Um, Jeremy posted this thing for us to check out that was about these cops who had touched these flyers that were on their car, and then they said they got fentanyl poisoning, and then they Mm -hmm. actually gave them the antidote and everything to, like... uh, And they were saying that they were freaking out. And then we covered another story in the future that was about, it was uh, in a jail. It was like yes. all these guards in a jail said that they thought that somebody had put fentanyl in the um, vent ventilation system or something, mm-hmm. right? And that mm-hmm. tur- and all of this stuff turned out to be complete bullshit, by the way. Uh, but this is still a prevailing story because here it says cops say touch- touching fentanyl is making them sick. Doctors say it's impossible. Uh, what? What? The story is scary. They t- uh, they tell of cops across the nation overdosed by accidentally touching fentanyl while searching cars in traffic stops or while re- rendering first aid to people. Uh, except toxicologists say the stories are also uh, are also all wrong, and that they create unnecessary panic. Touching a small amount of fentanyl won't cause won't cause you to have an overdose. The experts say. If you could absorb drugs by touching them, why would people bother to inject them? <laughs> Says Dr. Very, Andrew very, Stolbach. Very, 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 very good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know all those 
adult the uh, people like I've seen so many uh, documentaries with people injecting heroin. How how many people would be addicted to heroin if it wasn't if you didn't need to inject it? Um, would be so much higher. This doctor says uh, drugs like fentanyl are analogs of fent or analogs of fentanyl aren't absorbed through the skin very well at all. So brief incidental contact isn't going to cause somebody to absorb absorb a therapeutic do dose, let alone a toxic dose. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Where's uh, reports continue though? Uh, the law enforcement as law enforcement officers getting sick after touching fentanyl across the country. Most recently, Iowa, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and, and then in Arizona. Arizona is the one we talked about initially. Mm. Uh, in Michigan, there were two reports of accidental exposure just last month. A Michigan state police trooper became sick after a, su a substance on his hand during a mid-March traffic stop. Uh, we're pretty confident it was fentanyl just by the way he reacted, a, spokeswo a spokesman for the, uh, the police department, Lieutenant Mike Shaw, said. So... <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty sure that's what it was just by the way he reacted. So we feel like we're going to release that to the public just to freak people out. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so unnecessary. I just think it's silly that we're just some dumb podcaster kids. You know, what I mean, we're, we don't know anything about. Uh, policing or fentanyl or anything like this and we're able to like break this story whatever like you said probably six months to a year ago uh, yeah. when everybody and now the major new news outlets are picking up on it now that it's happening kind of all over the country we brought we brought it up uh, when it was just first starting out kind of and we found proof that it was bullshit then and people uh, I don't know do you think this is being you. Do you think cops really think they're overdosing all over the place, or do you think this is a tactic being used by cops to, to like, uh, to, uh, to, I don't know, to get press or to get. Um... It, it's a scare ta tactic to get people to you uh, stop using drugs, isn't it? See, I, I think it's more of a scare tactic to maybe get funding for the police and things like that. I don't know. Mm. It could be a combination of both, I suppose, yeah. So, um, our friend uh, Bill, Bill from That Wrestling Show, check out uh, all That Wrestling Show. Um, it has uh, a very nice ghost from Norway there. Uh, I know him very well. Uh, ask us to look into uh, what's going on in his home state uh, and uh, we're going to go to Baltimore because uh, he lives in Maryland and uh, there is a mayor there uh, called Catherine Pugh sure. what, what has she done lately and why is why are we talking of, of this uh, it says here, uh, Baltimore news uh, viewers of Baltimore newscasts are getting used to seeing images of Mayor Catherine Pugh, pa, Poe, Pugues, Pugues. I don't think that's how it's pronounced, Pugh. but sure. 
pews. A lawyer pulling up at her three-story house and vanishing inside, he later insists that her health is too fragile for her to think clearly enough to make decisions about the future. Okay. Mm. After a so month... she says, definitely be a mayor then. Right. <laughs> After a month on paid leave from her job, oh, on paid leave from her $185,000 job, so she's been being paid for a month uh, mm-hmm. on leave as the city's number of one official, her lawyer's cryptic comments about the mayor's uh, open-ended tr- retreat inside her home in the city's straining... Uh, in the city are straining the credulity of some of the of some of Baltimore's taxpayers. The scandal isn't going away, leaving her politically vulnerable and deeply isolated. Uh, the first-term Democratic mayor still has some supporters and wait-to-see attitude. Numerous citizens who have been willing to give her the benefit of the doubt now perceive her indefinite leave with uh, suspicion. It's something her main attorney, attorney Stephen Silverman, is uh, acutely aware. Of as he calls, as calls for her resignation accumulate. Uh, right. So, do you know what why she's in there in the first place, bro? No. So I'm to understand this all stems from some kind of corruption of taking money from a children's book. Mm. Um. So for some reason she somehow she illegally got some kind of because she's a government official. You're supposed to. They're supposed to know uh, where all your money comes from. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, somehow, let's see. It says a search warrant affidavit is under seal, and has not been. And she has not been charged with anything. But there's no sor- shortage of suspicion that she might have leveraged access and influence, or perhaps used her children's book sales for some kind of personal slush fund. One of her homes mm. was raided by federal agents, and no traditional mortgage. Suggested the purchase a week after her wait. One of her homes was raided by federal agents. Has no traditional mortgage, suggesting the purchase a week after swearing in as mayor might have been a cash transaction. So she wow. They're suggesting she bought a house straight out, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and bought it with cash. What did she walk up with wheelbarrows or like? (laughs) Is she Mr. Beast all of a sudden now? She used nickels, nickels in barrels. Right. <laughs> she's totally Mr. Beast. She's buying a house with pennies. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, that's what she's in trouble for is uh, this supposed slush fund. But she has not been charged with anything yet. But she's hiding out in her kind of in her mansion, and then her lawyer saying that she's uh, her health is too fragile for her to think clearly. So yeah, and she's still the mayor. And she doesn't want to resign. Yeah. <laughs> this is nuts. Oh, this <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> How can they, they must be a way for there to force her to resign, right? I mean, there has to be a way for that to happen. There has to be. You can't just leave your job for a month and get paid and then not say anything to anybody. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe she is. She's uh, been going to Burning Man. Yeah, maybe she is at Burning Man. Maybe that's that's what what this whole thing was. <laughs> she's celebrating Burning Man. She looks like a person that wants to go to Burning Man. 
<laughs> well, in that picture you're seeing there, but some of the other, like, I think that's an old picture because I, some of the articles I read, they had like newer pictures and she did, she actually did look kind of sickly. So as far as her being oh. sick, I'm not actually surprised just by some of the pictures I've seen. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, government squaring off, uh, with Burning Man organization or barrier lasers and <laughs> trash cans. Why are they doing this? A standout with the federal government is putting the future of Burning Man at risk. Uh, these problems all started when the event's organizers applied for a permit from the U.S. Bureau of Land Management to hold the event uh, f for the next 10 years. Uh, mm. The agency, which is part of the Interior Department and manages public lands, issued a draft environmental impact statement uh, required for the permit. Uh, the they want 10 miles of concrete barriers installed on the event's perimeters for security, a requirement that the organizers install dumpsters and hire companies to haul out the trash, and authorities to place uh, authorities in place to conduct vehicle searches at the gate. Okay, that's going to be a real issue for people at Burning Man. I can tell you that right now. Um, yeah, that is going to be a problem. <laughs> The decision didn't sell, sit well with uh, burners. Yeah, like like we just said, the organizers encourage burners and their supporters to submit comments to the agency by m a Monday deadline. Uh, so yeah. Aww. Burning Man is one of those festivals I would love to be at. Uh, Ten year, uh, well. 10 years ago is maybe a little too little 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I 10 years ago I'd probably be fine with it. It's it's still like in the middle of a desert. It's totally dusty and like I don't it's it's for some people I don't know if I would love to go there. It might be fun for a day. I don't think I'd want to do it a whole week or whatever no, it is. Yeah. No. But I like looking at the statue <laughs> and the art and things like that that's made in, on, in Burning Man. Right. Yeah. I would love to just go there and, like, look at things. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, the, I mean, yeah. the, the whole thing is, like, about... It's, like, a big thing about community and everybody comes together and uh, right. builds this, basically, city f for a week and everything. So that's what it's... It's about community and it's about uh, love and it's also about music and art and drugs and everything else. And guess what? Uh, the government doesn't like that. Surprise, surprise. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, how um, important is Labor Day there in America? Is that a big day? Because it's the 1st of May today, and that's the International Labor Day. I'm pretty sure it's a federal holiday, but it's not like people go and have barbecues, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh Everything is closed in Norway today. Uh, right. It's very big big in Norway. Yeah, um, like banks and uh, any kind of government agencies, those are all um those are all closed today, but it's not it's not like like I said, it's not like 4th of July or something like that. Right. But here we go in like marches and things like that. Like here we have uh, Labor Day marches. And Labor Day speeches and things huh. like that. Yeah, it's very, very big in Norway. Huh, I didn't and, know that. Uh, yeah, and uh, Trump is going to tell the truth about Happy Labor Day. 
Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. What I'm reading this is the middle of the night, or the morning to the 1st of May, or like we call it here in Norway and the rest of the world, Labor Day. Yes, we have Labor Day at the 1st of May. When I'm reading this, I just come home from work. I'm a little frustrated because I am a security guard, and tonight I was threatened to be killed and slaughtered and uh, all come other funny things. Yeah, I'm one of those people who work at night so you can have a good time. Like, you can have your life going out in the daytime. So, it's not always easy. You have to hear a lot of shit from people who think they know and think they should have done the job, done the job better than you. But, you know, they can't do it and they don't want to do it. Because people like me are specialists of what we do. It's not always fair for somebody, but when people are drunk and high or something else, we have to act and do something. Because it's not allowed to go into a bar and be totally wasted. Today was a lucky young little kid. A person who thinks he is a gangster because he's seen too much many of those gangster music videos on MTV or YouTube or some other kinds of shit channel. And he thinks he can say anything. People don't usually react, but up today, people did react. So my honest go today to all those people who work, work those jobs that nobody wants, work those jobs who make society go around at night when you are sleeping, so you can go up and do your things at the same time perfectly, like you can go safe home, like you can go to a bar and not get harassed. Yes, people who woke up in the morning to deliver mail, to deliver, to make food, to make bakery so you can get your shit in your convenience store. People work all the shitty times when you have a Christmas time or any other holidays. Yes, my congratulations goes to all of those people. Go to people who look down upon, look down upon being the lowest in the labor class. But those are the people who really keep the society going every fucking day to your enjoyment. Big hooray for every one of those. And big hooray to every worker. Every man who stands work for several hours and do the labor who can build the economy and the great country we have. Or the country where I live in. And, and yes, you get it. This is Tron with Tron Tulsa Have a good Labor Day. Have a good 1st of May. Bye-bye. That was uh, Tron uh, telling the truth. It's not easy to be a security guard, is it? Uh, clearly not. Uh, yeah, sorry to hear about that, Tron. Hopefully everything's yeah. all right. Happy, happy Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, uh. Hey, we have something called Eurovision. It uh, is two last weeks of Eurovision. This week and next week. And then we will stop covering it. I promise. Uh, okay. Other than when we we say who who won, right? I'm, I'm telling Jeremy, and I'm not really telling you. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so we have uh, had two countries with two songs that sounds uh, earlier familiar. I always thought uh, the same they, thing. I thought they were very yeah. similar, and yeah, I actually gave I got very similar scores for them as well. So yes. But uh, let's do Cyprus, uh, Cyprus, 
uh, before. Um, it is uh, the lady with uh, Tamta replay, 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 mm-hmm. replay. What did you think about replay, 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 replay? We got another music video here. Both these songs were music videos. We didn't actually get to see the live performance, but um, I wrote down belt shirt. This lady was wearing a shirt made out of two belts. <laughs> she was that skinny, yeah. Uh, and and it was the this was the random on purpose one, right? I wrote, yeah, I wrote that down. This is the one that like the music video is clearly just. It, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like sometimes being artsy, oh. you like you create um, allegories to things to like make one thing represent another thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like the childish Gambino uh, music video. Right. That that was very Love that video. yeah. Um, but this was just random without any kind of meaning. It was just the mo- it was just I'm in a pink wedding dress surrounded by. Um, dirt bike riders driving right. in a circle, and then all of a sudden I'm in a belt shirt, and I'm right. on an ocean liner or something, <laughs> and there's, uh, it was just very, I didn't understand the randomness of it, but the song I thought was pretty good, as far as like, a generic uh, Eurovision song. I thought it was pretty well done, I thought the vocals were very good, it's pretty catchy, as far as mm. the beat, um, I give this a four. Yeah, I, funny enough, uh, have this on replay, 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 replay. Uh, I really like Cypress. Um, um, they have had very good placement in the last years. And uh, there's a refinement to doing things right. And I, I think they have found it in this song. This is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm going to double your score and say an eight. But I'm I'm not sure it will win. And um, I think I think it's because it's so Eurovisiony. Uh, lately, it has been very. Um, if I look back in the last like five years, it's been. Quite, quite an outsider song that has won. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, the Chicken Dance song is an outsider song because that was social propaganda song. Right. But if you look look into the year before that, with with uh, with uh, um, Portugal, Portugal, Portugal yeah. with yeah with with his very like jazzy song. And and then we had 1984 uh, with, with Jamalov uh, uh, singing about war. There, this this is very like sunshine and very up tempo, fun song. Right. And when I, you said I, I like... you said Portugal was like, what did you just say? It was catch uh, catchy or something. You just you you kind of made Portugal sound more lighthearted than it was. It was kind of a depressing song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was it was very depressive, but it was very beautiful. It was very like somber and very yeah, yeah. like his his singing. When you were you were just painful. describing it, it made you made you made it sound like poppy and like uh, floaty or something. Oh, no. And it's like I don't no, remember no. that song being like that. But no, okay, no no. no, no, it's very so somber and very like honest. But uh, yeah, so so it's very 
this is very Eurovision-y, and that's why I don't think it will win, funny enough. But I I really like this. I have this on my playlist <laughs> on Spotify. On Spotify, where you also can spin, find another digital system. Our f- best and only music service. Right, Luke? No, we're on <laughs> iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on other places, so no, but... Oh, but oh, yes, okay. uh, yes. But I, I wrote down like a kind of all a, a note. I just wrote down this was a great week uh, of Eurovision as far as these two songs. They were both pretty good. Mm. Uh, I th- as far as like listening goes, I can see listening to both these songs. Yeah, because let's go to number two. It's Michela with Chameleon, Malta. Yeah, what did you think about Chameleon? Another music video. That is one thing I have a feeling that both of these singers are maybe not going to be as good live as far as vocally as they are mm-hmm. in the music video. I mean, that's obvious, but um, you, we can't really get an idea of how great of a singer they are from a music video. But this is like reggae pop, I wrote down kind of. Mm. Is that mm-hmm. kind of the beat you got from the song? Like a reggae pop beat? And the drop in the middle... When she sings Chameleon, it's very, very, like, it stops. And there's a very, like, clearly pauses in this music. Um, that's one of the reasons why I really like Malta. It is very different with also playing within the um, Eurovision, like, very poppy song. It's at least trying to be somewhat original uh yeah it it also had just this very strange music video i didn't think this was as um random as the other one uh, but it was very strange like the people with yarn coming out of their eyes in this music video <laughs> that is actually mm-hmm. a thing yeah and this is also a lyrics video we should say so all the lyrics to the song is on on the screen I find that a little irritating, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, I gave this a 4.5. So pretty close to the other one. I mean, it's a little bit better, but they're so similar is the thing. Yeah. And I give this a 9 because I I also think it's very similar, but better. I I like Malta's better because of, of the drop in the middle where it's a very... It's very, it's very uh, Sia-esque kind of drop in the middle, and I, I like that. So, the last two countries we're going to do is, uh, I don't know why we haven't done Germany before, but we have not. I blame myself, <coughs> because oh. there's nobody else to blame. <laughs> you sure we haven't done it? I, I, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't done Germany. I, I yeah, already okay. pretty much have my pick for the winner. Uh, I think Fro knows who that is because I sent him the new music mm-hmm. video from it. But it's got a good chance of winning, Fro. It's got the right message, especially for this uh, time. Uh, for everything that's going on right now uh, in the world, I think that has a really good chance of winning. What is it? Uh, it's the Danish song, Denmark. whatever it is. Denmark, yeah. Love is forever. Right, there you go. Well, how would I not remember that? She says that in the song like a hundred times. But if <laughs> you watch, for some reason, if you watch the music video uh, that I sent you, it's like the strings version. 
in the background yeah. is a Phil Spector album. Yep. What? What is going on there? Wasn't that guy like convicted yep. of murder? Yep. Very, very, very weird. Yeah, and the other country we will cover um, is uh, my um, least favorite song of the year. Uh, we're ending with a bang. Look, we're ending with San Marino. I just. Uh, yeah. Okay. San Marino. And that's the final week. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yep. Germany and San Marino. And with a bang. Um, hey, uh, we have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Yeah. Have we got many Facebook things? Uh, you know, the normal stuff on there. But I've just now, uh, Jeremy posted something up for us to look at. I sent it to you, Fro. Well, uh, it's, I, f this is clearly a meme. I don't think CNN put it together to look like this, but it's CNN uh, former Vice President Joe Biden announcement of the bid for the Democratic presidential nomination earned him 11 points. Uh, polling bounce, leaving him a head and shoulders above the rest. It says is on Thursday it shows Biden 39 percent of voters who are Democrats or Democratic leaning independents is their top choice for nomination. It puts Biden 20 percent or 20 points ahead of Bernie Sanders. And then we go down, and in this thing, it shows the actual totals from the poll that CNN is talking about. And 18 to 49 is not polled in this poll. Yeah. So people above 50, people 50 to 65 plus like Joe Biden <laughs> is what this poll said. Surprise, surprise, people above people 50 old uh, like like joe biden people that yeah. are, are old yeah very very surprising people that are old love people that are old very strange well i mean it's not like bernie sanders isn't old it's just that if this poll was polling people 18 to 34 uh it would have a whole different uh outlook on the, the presidential race so nah <laughs> you think I mean, I, can, I, I say that about Bernie Sanders, but there's plenty of other people on here that it would change the spectrum for as well. Uh, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love I love how uh, no one is 3% and don't know is 7. Who is 7? Well, oh, don't know. 7%. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah down at know. the bottom yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still really early on, Fro, so, yeah. Oh, do you feel sad for Colorado Senator Michael Bennett that got 0%? <laughs> How many people are in here, actually? Let me count real quick, and you continue on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, Luke does this counting game. Yes, uh, I will go to the TV round. Uh, no, I will promote our uh, email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, we will read your emails, we promise you. Please I'm seeing 24 us. people in the race for uh, And I believe that was one of my predictions at the beginning of the year was that in the presidential race, there would be over 20 entrants in the de democratic mm -hmm. side. You remember me saying that? Well, we're at 24 mm -hmm. now. So my prediction already has come true. Yeah. 
Another digital citizen. We will do another digital citizen predicts the future and the future. We need to do it. Yeah, I guess so. It's probably true. Yeah. TV round. Uh, hey, um, there was some news about Quentin Tarantino this week. Why don't you go into it? Uh, Netflix excited Quentin Tarantino fans when it announced in March that an extended version of the director's cut of The Hateful Eight would be available to stream this month. Mm-hmm. Um, the extended edition landed April 25th on Netflix. As planned, albeit one massive surprise, the movie has been uploaded as a miniseries with four episodes, each running approximately 50 minutes. So we're talking about like a three and a half hour thing here. It was already a long movie, but the film's theatrical oh, yeah. edition continues uh, to stream on Netflix as a feature film as well. Okay. Now, the four mm-hmm. episodes are titled The Last Stage to Red Rock, um, Minnie's Hash- Haberdashery, I don't know, Domrug's Dom Got a Secret, and The Last Chapter. I don't remember that guy's name. Mm-hmm. I'm, assu- I'm assuming that's the guy, the Mexican guy, though. Yes, yes. The first three episodes match up to the corresponding chapter titles in the theatrical cut. So, yeah, there you go. Mm. Are you excited for this? Uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it. I've seen that movie twice already. I watched it once, and then I watched it with some other people once. So I don't really feel like I need to go watch an extended version, but... I mean, I love that movie. I've seen it it, uh, more than once. I love that movie. But... uh... Uh, will I watch this? Yeah. I haven't this week, but I will watch it. Yeah, but it's available if anybody wants to watch it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So, I mean, I mean, it, uh, the, uh, uh, cut, uh, for, in the movie is 168 minutes. This one is 210 minutes. So, that's... An extra 50 minutes. A little over, yeah. whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm very very excited. Hey, look, I've seen so fucking much on TV this week. You have no clue. All right, well, you start because I haven't seen all that much to be honest. I've seen so much, but I've seen so much bad, and I've also seen so many good things. But uh, let's start with a Netflix series to. Episodes and I'm out. Chambers, it's called on Netflix. This is um, what is this? I saw uh, the preview for is... it. It's about like heart surgery, or it's about a guy who gets a new heart or something, and then starts a taking female, on. Yeah. Oh, it's a female. female. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. a guy for some reason. It's a, a person no. who gets a heart, right, and then takes right. on the attributes of said heart. I believe. Yeah, and it's a supernatural thingy, and it, it has Uma Thurman in it, and that's why I was very, very excited for this. Mm-hmm. I like but that. It is extremely bad look. It is two episodes, and I'm out bad. Um, I did not finish this, and that will be a continuing thing when I go through things I've watched this week. But uh, this is this is terrible, 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 terrible. Uh, I give it three and a half out of ten. Okay. Uh, yeah. I watched something you recommended to me last week. Ghosts. 
I watched the three yeah. first episodes. So funny. All right. Anybody who didn't listen last week, I guess it's about it's a it's a show about how do I not ruin this because it <laughs> right. It's yeah. a show about a lady who inherits a house and the house is haunted and um and it moves on from there. Uh, but it's a comedy yeah. about kind of the ghosts uh, interacting uh, with the house and everything else. And it's interesting because it kind of creates lore of a ghost that isn't really even there yet. You know what I mean? Like certain lores of uh, how you touch things or how they how ghosts would haunt things. It's like creating this lore that I never have thought of. Uh, maybe it's something you it's have. Very, it's very good made. Uh, it's very made in a good way. Especially because the, the dynamic of the two people that buys this house... <laughs> It's very, very, very good with the husband and wife team, uh, especially when one things happen to one uh, one of them that the other one. <laughs> right. Leave. See, you can't say anything about the show, otherwise we're going to ruin it. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But so... it's very, very. It's based on on a very. It's a very funny thing, premise. And it's very yeah. funny. Yeah. It's a very funny premise, and then uh, it's very well written as far as yeah. the jokes go, and the acting's very, very good. I really like the main mm-hmm. character. She's very good. I've seen her in something before. I know I have, but um, mm-hmm. she's very good. Uh, first three episodes, I gave a 9.0. This is... It's very funny. As far as, like, best shows of the year so far, it's one of the best shows of the year so far. Uh, I saw two episodes and I'm out, Look of a show called Good Trouble. It's about two teenage uh, witches that uh, has power. Uh, stop me if you heard this premise before, Sabrina, the teenage witch. Oh, okay. Um, yes, uh, this is extremely bad. I gave it uh, two and a half, and yeah, two episodes are now out. Look. All right, why don't you do another one? I've only got a couple more things, so... Okay. Um, I also saw two episodes of... And this is I'm going to continue to watch because it's one of the most hilariously bad things I have seen in my entire life. It's called Portals to Hell. And uh, it is a spooky, spooky documentary. And yes, it's actually... Uh, well... Documentary. Isn't it more like a travel it, show than a document? Uh, no, because he travels around uh, going to see all these different places, right? Well, but they are also trying to document ghosts. What right, right. A travel show it's, is it's, kind it's, of documenting the travel, but right. y- y- yeah, it's a ghost kind of travel documentary kind of show. But who's in this show, Fro? Jack Osborne, the son of Ozzy Osborne, <laughs> and uh, he's a. Uh, Supernatural consultant for this show. I did not know. He is yeah. a, a, a leading expert in, in go, ghosts and demons, I guess. <laughs> but this is so bad, and it's so funny. Oh, I get it. I didn't get it until... How did I not get the connection? It's because his dad is Ozzy Osbourne, and the... Yeah. Okay, I get it. Now, mm-hmm. that makes him good enough to be able to... What is it called? Uh, there's a UFOologist. What's a person who studies demons and things like that? There must be a name for it. 
Demonologist. De- I think demonologist. That, uh, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but this is this is so shit. Like I I, I can't give it uh, like in amusement factor. It is a ten, um, but the show itself is a zero. Right. But uh, I I have. I, I'm I'm still going to continue watching this because I had so much fun with it. All right, I watched a Netflix show. Uh, oh. I watched the whole first season. I think you said you watched this last week. I'm not really sure. It's called I Think You Should Leave. I think you should leave. Right. Oh, you did. Maybe yeah. somebody else told me to watch this, and it wasn't you. This but, is definitely not me. Uh, it's called I Think You Should Leave. It's a sketch comedy show. Um, okay. it's, it's sketches that are so off the wall and it's Tim and Eric, basically. It's a new kind mm. of Tim and Eric show where it's like that kind of sketch show that's so awkward and like weird humor that like is very, but it's also, it's very funny. This is, I, I like this kind of show. I like Tim and Eric a little bit, but I actually think this show is, uh, I'm going to offend people when I say this. Uh, slightly better than Tim and Eric, but I think Tim and Eric went for so long that eventually it kind of went down in quality where this is, it's brand new, you know what I mean? So, uh, gotta put that into perspective, but it's a very funny sketch comedy show. I'd recommend it. I think you should leave. I gave it a eight. Wow. Okay. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, I saw, have I got news for you for the first time? That was fun. Uh, I saw the last episode of Gotham, uh, episode 12 of season 6, the best season ever, by the way. Um, uh, then I watched uh, two episodes and I'm out, Look, Do you see the, the thing that's continuing? Well, this is probably why, this is why you watched so much this week, is because you watched two episodes yes. of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of Remy, because you you talked about it. Uh, what did you give it last week? Do you remember? Uh, let me check. You continue and I'll check. Okay, uh, this is a this comedy show about uh, a Muslim that isn't that Muslim that's being forced by his parents to be with a Muslim girl when he really wants to live a Western cultured life, and this is all about him. I gave it a uh, 6.0, Fro. Okay, I did not like this. I did not think this was funny at at all. I, I thought this was kind of boring, to be honest. And I think maybe some of the jokes in here are American-centric, United States-centric, mm. where you might not... Because he it's about a Muslim man growing up in America, but with Muslim culture... And so maybe you're you're missing the American culture part of it. You know what I mean, Fro? Some of those jokes right. maybe didn't land for you. I can understand that. Yeah, but I give this uh, uh, four. Okay, I mean, I gave it a six. I was it wasn't like a raving review or anything, but it's no, no, it's all right. Did you conti- Are you going to continue watching it? Or I already watched the whole thing. So yeah, oh. I don't know if I'll watch the second season, but. But uh, yeah, no, there there is a is a thing about that. But um, but I also saw. Are you are you done with your things? No, I got because one I, more thing. Okay, uh, I will just say that I saw uh, uh, something called 
uh, casual on Hulu. Uh, this is a Hulu show. Okay. Uh, I, I recommend this to everybody. I binged four seasons of this, and I can't wait to watch it again. Okay. It is pillow, pillow funny. And what I mean about that is, it's like, it's very like, it's like, uh, ooh, very like, <laughs> what do you call that? When, when, when I don't know what you're that, talking about. When, when things are like, so it's cringy. That's what ah, the word okay. I'm looking for. It's cringy funny. And it is one of the best shows I've seen this year, in years. I I. I just love this. I, I saw all of it in, in one in one day. I just binged episode after episode after episode. I just found it hysterically funny. It's very, very, very black comedy. It's definitely not for all people, but right. it's a very, very clear uh, winner for me. It, it would be on my list of new best shows of, of this year because I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I just loved all seasons of this. It's called Casual, and I know at least the two first seasons is on Hulu. Right. So there's four seasons. So it's an older show, but uh, yes, it, it's still is it still running? Do you know if it, there's going to be no. another season of it, or it, it's no? Over? It ended. It ended very clearly in, in season four. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one thing that I'm assuming both of us saw the first episode of this. So if you've got anything else, uh, we should probably finish off with that. Mm, I saw Bonding, the whole season of that. It's on Netflix. Um, uh, It's less funny than Sex Education. It was still good enough to keep my interest in. It's about this uh, very flamboyant... uh, kind of gay guy uh, that is a, a assistant to uh, her best, uh, his best friend that is this bondage girl that is very uncomfortable being put in this world and it's 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 very funny but it lost me in the last episode where it, it went in a direction where I didn't want it to go. Sure. I think it's only six episodes if I'm I'm not a hundred and ten percent correct, but I give this six point five. I saw the preview for this. I was not interested in watching it <laughs> at all. Yeah, I don't know. Not my cup of tea. Then I watched War of Roses two episodes, and I'm out. Um, very bad. Uh, two point five. What is it? War of Roses. Okay. It's it's a. Uh, it's a uh, it's uh, about uh, 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 the the rose war in in Britain. Sure, okay. uh, it's not yeah. about people growing rose. It's not a reality show about no. who can grow the best rose. Okay. No, no. Okay, that's everything I've seen this week. Whew. Oh, really? You didn't see something yesterday? That's season yeah. six, episode one of a certain show called The One Hundred. No, I did not. Wow, okay. No, of course I did. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super excited for this. I I was very, very, very much waiting for this. Tell me about it, Luke. 
Uh, right, end of last season, um, the, well, the what's left of the hundred were, yeah. uh, had to escape the planet because it was going to go back into nuclear winter, and mm -hmm. they got put on this spaceship. Luckily, their friend, their two friends, uh, sacrificed themselves to send them out into mm. space uh, in the deep freeze, and so the beginning of this season is what did they say, 120 years later, something like that? Mm hmm Because they've been flying through space in cryogenic chambers this whole time. They get, they find out, we kind of found out at the end of last season that their friends are obviously dead now, uh, but they had a kid, and their, and their kid had a kid, and so these kids are the ones that have been taking care of the ship this whole time. And then they f finally find a planet to land on in the, begin in the first episode of this sixth season, but the planet does not turn out to be as habitable as they thought it was. <laughs> not as habitable. That's very, 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 very. <laughs> I wouldn't live there. If one, someone said, hey, Fro, put the house down here. I will give you one billion dollars. I would, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do it. Is that okay? I don't know. The ending part of it did kind of scare me because I'm getting a little bit of a the happening vibe um, going mm. on from some of the storyline uh, right there at the end. Is that what you got from the ending? Kind of. I think that's what it's going to be, bro. She says, no. it's in the air. That's like the last thing she says. Uh, I hope not. But yeah, no. Still good. Still good. Still not the very normal uh, science fiction show. Hey, look! What's up? What did you do on Monday? Uh, a, a few things, but I watched a movie with you for the main topic here yeah. on the show. Yeah, we finally sat down and uh, we, we decided... To watch uh, one of the best movies ever made in the entire world, uh, The Silence. Um, this is um, the prequel to The Quiet Place or something like that? Something like that, sure. Um, okay, spoilers. I'll, I'll do the little... Spoilers, spoilers. We're going to spoil this movie, but trust us, you don't want to watch it, so... Right, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, if you really matter. don't want to be spoiled, I guess fast forward 30 minutes, because we're probably going to do 20 or 30 minutes right here on this mm -hmm. movie, but I'll do the, the opening description. Let's go into the IMDb, do all that crap, get it out of the way, and then we'll tell tell everybody what we thought of the movie. Yep. Uh, the world, uh, the silence, uh, the world is under attack from creatures who hunt their human prey by sound. A teenager who lost her hearing at 13 and her family seek safety in a remote refuge however they discover a cult who are eager to exploit their exploit her heightened senses I, that part yeah. is not even in the movie i don't know what this description is talking about <laughs> there was a cult but that part about them trying to exploit her heightened senses that never fucking happened in this movie <laughs> I don't think I don't think whoever wrote that did not see this movie. 
when did I tell to, tell her to tell us when she was thirteen when she lost her hearing? Right, that never came up either. What the heck? <laughs> this was written like like they re-edited it or something after they wrote this because it did feel like this movie uh, got a bad edit at some point and was missing a lot of stuff. Oh, but we'll get into oh. that in a minute. Let's go into the IMDb. Uh, directed by John R. Leonetti, uh, written by Tim LeBon, uh, <laughs> Kira Shipak, Shipka, Shipka, uh, who is, this is the girl who plays the new Sabrina. Uh, yes. It's got Stanley Tucci, Miranda Otto, John Corbett, it's kind of got for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Two seconds. And then Billy McLennan. Lenin. Uh, those are kind of the main actors in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, it was released April 10th. Uh, it was, we, we pretty much said on the show when it came out. We don't have any figures as far as money because this is a... Uh, Netflix document or Netflix movie, so they don't release any of those figures. <laughs> you almost said I almost said documentary, yeah. <laughs> very, very bad documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's an interesting thing, Fro. Uh, uh, though this has similar elements to The Quiet Place, which stars Stanley Tucci's sister in law, Emily Blunt, however, Tim LeBon's book, which this film is based on was published in August 2015 and the film began shooting September 2017 before A Quiet Place was even released. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. You didn't say the scores on Rotten Tomatoes, did you? Uh, no, I didn't do either of those. Yeah, go go and do those. Mm. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score of 29%. Very, 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 very good Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, what did you get on IMDb? 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Got, which is actually Amazing. higher than I think it would be. Yeah, that's like above yeah. average, right? I mean, it's only 0.3 above average, but I don't think this is above average film, personally. Oh, it is not above average at all. So, I'm going to take you through this movie. Very, 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 very. It's very easy to recap. Because nothing really happens in this movie. Um, so we start up with uh, this people uh, digging uh, somewhere. We have no clue where they're digging. And they um, uh, put a hole in the crust of the earth. And suddenly small things that looks a little like a mix between, I don't know, um, the big predators from Jurassic Park uh, 3 uh, 2, the flying monster in Jurassic Park 2, and Birdemic monster, kind of. What, what you, would you say this monster looks like? Because like, uh, it's, it's a little like a bat. I kind of think it looks like something out of Harry Potter, or maybe, um... Mm. It, it, yeah. It's got, I mean, it's... It's kind of a bat mixed with a bird mixed with a dinosaur 
kind of, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it doesn't have any eyes, like... No, and, uh, and it has... It has super, um, hearing, but for some reason it can't hear, uh, people walking right beside it, uh, but it will hear a snake, uh, like a uh, ten meters away. Right. Yeah, ten meters away. So, how it's possible that it hears one thing... And not the other one is never explained this in this fucking stupid movie. But yeah, uh, we start out with this uh, crust being broken. And then we meet Stanley Tushi's family. And it's never explained how this girl lost her hearing. But she's very, very clearly not deaf. And why am I saying that? Yes, I'm saying that because her toning in the way she speaks, is very natural. It's like she's not even, like, pretending to have bad hearing. Right. I mean, we, unless you look up the Google, uh, look it up on Google, and then they tell you she lost her hearing at 13, which they don't mention right. in the movie, like we said, which would have been an no. important part of this movie to put in, I think. We, we thought she lost it uh, since she was born. Because she, they don't make it clear. And she is teased by some people um, uh, in kindergarten? Oh, no, wait. In, in, in normal school? No. Oh, wait. In college? Oh, yes. These guys are... No, I think it's high her. school. I'm pretty sure it's high I school. Think. Yeah. Okay. But, but they are acting like they're five years old. Right. It's no... 17 or 18 year old, 16 or 17 whatever year old kid is going to be acting like these kids are acting um, teasing her and then right. and then she is turns around and basically tells them to screw off she's not mad about yep. it or anything and then the next scene is her mom talking about how <laughs> upset she is about it even though she, mm -hmm. we never saw we, they never show us it they do a lot of this where it never shows us stuff and I really think there was a bad edit at some point that this movie got a lot of stuff cut out of it, uh, and it was all missing plotline stuff that would have connected a whole bunch of stuff that really <laughs> uh, doesn't connect in this film, right? Oh, uh, so fucking bad. But, uh, but um, yeah, uh, so suddenly on, on the news, uh, they get this message that, oh, Yes, mm -hmm. the chinchilla, chinchilla hates this movie. We agree, Philip. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, then we did get this message that people should co cover their fireplace and things with plastic and be very, very quiet. There's a little problem with that, Luke. When they see this message, mm -hmm. the fireplace is already covered with plastic, and we never get any explanation why this has happened. Right. And, <laughs> and that and, is very weird. And on the news, they, they say, with everybody be quiet, you don't make any noise, don't drive your car around, um, mm -hmm. is what they're saying in the news. And so this family, remi remind you... The girl is d is deaf, so the whole family knows sign language, luckily. <laughs> they don't figure mm -hmm. out to use sign language until way later in the movie. 
Yeah, because now they discuss things and they are pretty loud. Okay, time for a road trip. Where are they going, Luke? No, I, we they don't ever tell us where they're going. And the last scene we just saw was them watching the news where it said, don't drive in your car. And so their first instinct is to go get in the car and drive to somewhere, which they don't tell us where. Okay, but where are they going, Luke? Because it's very clearly that they're going somewhere. Where are they going? They don't tell us where. That's what I just said. What? What? They don't tell us in the movie where they're going in this movie that is 90% road trip? Where they're going? Right, and th- we should mention they have two cars. So they have the one car, and the <laughs> the guy, the uncle, we find out is not actually an uncle. He's just a friend. They like kind of call an uncle. Mm-hmm. He brings along some guns, which kind of come into play? Not really. <laughs> but uh, uh, before we go on this long-ass ro- road trip, we go underground to the New York underground, and we see this scene uh, with a lot of people trapped inside uh, underground carriage. Uh, subway, with big... subway car, right, subway train. Yes, su- subway for, train. For Americans. Uh, yes. And uh, it is uh, being being uh, uh, people are being trapped inside there, and we see this baby starting crying, and all, all the passengers are very very afraid of this because they know for some fucking reason that whatever trapped them inside there underground, they know react to sound. How do I know this look? Well, I mean, we did see it on the news already, but. They're in a subway. So, did they get on the subway after they saw the news report, or were they on the subway and they saw it on their phone? Or yeah, it, it, we don't really know. How did the subway get stopped? Because it's just stopped, not at like a, um, not at a what is it? What is it called? Station. Station. It's yeah. in the middle of the tunnel for some mm-hmm. reason. Uh, how did it stop? We don't. We never find out. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to see all these people again. Uh, because this is a very important scene of the movie. It's an extremely important scene of the movie. Because uh, a lady has a kid uh, that is uh, crying, and she gets more or less thrown out of the carriage with this kid. And she uh, carries it, and it starts crying, and we hear this wisps. Uh, that's what I call this uh, things. Vesps. Attacking wisps. There you go. Wisps. Yes, it's very hard to say. Um, these things are attacking this uh, lady, and we go back to the people. Uh, hey, look! Remember all those people? Are was this a very important scene? We never see these people again. What? This never comes up again. It's like a 10-minute scene, and it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's just like we cut away from the main characters and everything that's happening in the film to show the subway scene for no reason, no context, and no outcome to it, because none of these people are involved in the actual story. Oh, it's so silly. Okay, anyway, road trip, road trip, road trip. Uh, Then... Uh, suddenly something goes wrong, as it always do in American movies. And um, uh, uh, the uncle, they sub- the uncle uh, 
suddenly uh, hits a deer almost, and uh, the car uh, tumbles down. A and, hill. Uh, it goes down a, a hill, hill, and then he's yeah. trapped in there, stuck in this, stuck in this car, and so they're trying to get him out. Uh, and he gives up after ten seconds of trying. He gives up. It's very like like oh. Just leave me alone. I will stand here. I can protect myself. It will be okay. I promise you. Just go on without me. Like, after ten seconds of trying to get him out of this fucking car. And we're probably, at this point, 25 minutes into the movie, and we already have a scene (laughs) of somebody being like... Just leave me behind. Go on. Go on without me. Like the the classic. This is something that happens at like the it's end so of a movie cool. usually to like yeah. wrap up the ending so that the the good guys can get away. The one person has to die so everybody yeah. can live. But this happens like twenty five minutes into the film. <laughs> and for no fucking reason either. Yeah. So uh, this guy uh, dies and. Uh, um, uh, the dad, uh, Stanley Touche, decides, okay, uh, to kill him to make sure he's dead. He, he, he doesn't like try to get him out of the car or something. No, he just turns him on fire. And I go to Luke and I say to Luke, literally, I go say, oh, please don't tell me this car is going to explode. And Luke says, oh, this car is going to explode. <laughs> right when when that happens, it's very 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 bad special effects of boom oh, yeah. and the back runs from the car exploding just when Luke said that. It's so bad. Yeah, uh, that was after the 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 Vesps or whatever they're called show up, right? Mm-hmm, right. Right. Because they're, then then the, the rest of the family gets trapped in their car. Uh, so the guy's left out there. He gets killed by them. The car blows up. And now they're trapped into this car. Uh, and the the one lady has asthma. So she starts coughing from an uh, asthma attack. And the Vesps hear them. They start attacking the car. Uh, and then the dog starts barking because the Vesps are out there. So Stanley Tucci has to let the dog out and the dog we don't actually ever see the dog die do we no we never we even hear the dog die the dog just leaves and then no. we cut to like later in the day or something yeah but we know who let the dogs out it was stanley tucci yeah mm-hmm. um and then is this the scene where he gets out of the car to go get the tire jack and but we yeah, don't and why why we don't why? know why. They never tell us why he gets out, out of the car. Or Mm-mm. And the other thing is they could just drive this car away, but they've chosen to just sit here in this car because if they drive the car, the things will be attracted to the engine noise is the idea. But they've been driving the car. They drove this car here, and they were never attacked by it, by anyone, mm-hmm. right? It makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever and so this is the part where <laughs> they finally figure out that they need to use sign language because stanley tucci goes oh my gosh oh my they can't see anything they can only hear 
How did you not oh. realize this before now, Stanley Tucci and the rest of your family? It was on the newscast we saw earlier in the movie. <laughs> they told you that, and you somehow didn't listen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah. So, uh, what? This is the part where they get out on foot. So they leave the car behind, the safety of being yep. in the car, to go out on foot to find shelter for the night. And and, and just to be very clear, the, they're not being followed or anything, because walking does not attract these monsters for some fucking reason. And we should point out that it's not like the quiet place where they have these trails of hay they've set up in the quiet place so that when no. they walk it doesn't make any noise. They're walking down a gravel road. <laughs> right. This is going to make noise and walking on a gravel... No, this is a gravel road, the, the one they're walking down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just like so silly. Yeah, and they come to this... Mm, what can I call it? A barn house? And I say to Luke... I will bet you $10,000 <laughs> there's an angry old man with a rifle that's coming to come out of that house. And what happens, Luke? An angry old woman with a shotgun <laughs> comes out of the house. Yeah. So he was pretty yeah. close. <laughs> I, I, I give myself credit for that. Yeah, I'd give you credit. <laughs> you were only off by the sex and the type of type of gun it was. but gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and... but then she comes out and you, it's like this part where you, in any other movie what would happen is she'd come out, she'd think they were bad she'd try to get them away with their shotgun and then they'd convince her hey, we're actually not that bad of people and they, they'd all join forces but no, she comes out and with the shotgun and yells at them and seriously within what? 30 seconds? <laughs> she, this person says like two words and then she's attacked and, and killed by these animals. Uh, yeah. So we and never get we to know this character. It. And But the other thing yeah. is, we have no... It, it, there's no emotion behind it because you have no investment in this character. It's just like, we just met this character and boom, she's dead. <laughs> right. And on this farm, we, we need to say a little about this farm. They have a tractor. Uh, they have... Uh, like, it's very clearly a uh, farm, but they also have a wood... Uh, wood chipper. Sorry? A wood chipper for, like, putting branches and yeah. trees and things like that, yeah. Right. Uh, that will be coming back again. I'm just teasing, teasing. So, uh, they finally get in... Uh, well, they try to get inside the house. Uh, the dad goes into a draining thing and... Uh, oh, right. We should point little... out the house is surrounded by this huge gate, right? Yes. Yeah. That has bells on the... Uh, on, the, the... On, the fe on the gate that opens so that if they open right. the gate, it would make noise and then the things would be attracted. So they can't go through the front gate. So they find this drainage pipe to go through, right? But uh, this drainage pipe, look, uh, it has uh, something uh, in front of it. Oh, it's just a, yeah, a grate on a drainage pipe. Like, you would put a grate in like this if you were trying to... If it was a secure place, you wanted the water to drain out, but you would have the grate on it to keep people from coming through the, the drainage pipe. Oh, so, so they must be having trouble opening it because any normal person would... Make sure this is 
uh, secure into the trains. So that people couldn't get in. You'd think they'd weld it in yeah. there. But no, Stanley Tucci yeah. is, is like Thor or maybe something. <laughs> he can just rip this thing off of the... No, he just, he just pulls it out. Like, why was it even there? And the other thing we should mention is why is this a drainage ditch? Because... What is it draining? It's like, it's not even number one, it's above ground level. So yeah. that's not how drainage works. Uh, and it's going from uh, uh, her front yard to outside the fence. It, but there's nothing in her front yard that would be needing of drainage. So there's no reason for this drainage ditch to even exist. Uh, or drainage tube, drainage pipe, whatever it is. Stanley right. Tucci goes through it, and that's where we see the rattlesnake, right? Right, and uh, uh, Luke points it out because I didn't actually not see it the first time. But uh, now uh, he gets to the other side and then the whole family starts to get in. Uh, but uh, it's the kid, uh, the smallest kid of the family that goes first. And the rattlesnake makes sound. And now the things that are far, far, far away suddenly can hear a rattlesnake, but they can't hear people trying to open gates and and gravel on the floor. That that that, that they can't hear, but they can hear a fucking rattlesnake rattle far away. This makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. Right. This and rattlesnake makes less sound than this people has made the rest of this movie. And uh, the, the things, what are they called? The Vesps or whatever. The whole right. point of this rattlesnake being here was like, it, there, it was supposed to make you think, <laughs> oh, somebody's going to get b bit by the rattlesnake. And so when mm -hmm. the rattlesnake's about to bite one of them, one of the Vesps come in and kill the rattlesnake, not killing the kids. But then one of them, the, the one, it's the mother, the mother's feet are sticking out of the tube uh, on the other end, and she gets attacked, she gets her legs all bitten up, which, right. yeah, comes up in the future and then is nothing after a while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, to make a distraction, what does... Right, so to distract the Vesps, he got to make some noise, right, to mm -hmm. uh, get them away from his family, so he starts up the wood chipper. And what happens uh, when he starts the wood chipper? What, 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 what would a uh, wood would like a wood chipper should? Good, wood. Uh, right, the, the animal Vesp, the Vesps just start flying into the wood chipper chipping themselves just getting destroyed they're all just flying in there uh and then he just turns it and off is, and they all run into the house this is so fucking silly because this would just kill all the wests yeah you just leave and that we, thing running right yeah and then they'd all just fly in there it's clearly one of the best killing machines because we see the wests we don't see one wisp going inside there it's like 10 or 20. Over and over and over so, again. They're going for the yeah. sound. They're attacking the sound, and they don't realize that the sound is a wood chipper, so they're flying directly into this wood chipper, right? So you would think, oh, well, why don't you just get, like, 20 wood chippers and start them all up, and they, all these things would just fly into the wood chippers. Yep. I actually have a thing here. Yeah. Uh, 
The whole premise of this story makes no sense. It is highly probable the Vest would eliminate all creatures on Earth since only humans would know that they have have to be completely silent. Right, so why don't they just kill... Yeah. Why, so, and also, why didn't people just set up some fishing nets with sirens in the middle of them to capture all the creatures? Because <laughs> you could just put a big net up on the other side mm -hmm. of the net, put a big siren, the things would be attracted to it, they'd fly into the net, and then you just capture them. Why don't you just do yeah. that? There's like a million ways you could d destroy these things. My other suggestion is a dog whistle, which is like inaudible mm. to humans, but these things obviously have like it, dog level, if not better hearing, so they'd be able to hear that. So you just get a really loud dog whistle and just uh, completely destroy their their ability to find anything because they can't hear anything. Right. But it wouldn't affect humans. There's like a million ways that this that this movie doesn't make any sense as far as why these creatures would be able to take over the Earth. Yeah, and and something we forgot to to talk about is that the internet for some fucking strange reason continued to work in <laughs> all through this movie. From the start to the ending of this movie. Because the, the girl has works. the the girl, the deaf girl, has a boyfriend, and she's talking to right. her on her on her iPad this whole time, talking to him back and forth. I actually found another really? interesting thing about that, Fro. Um, mm. uh, her iPad loses internet connection. The error message states that the internet browser Safari cannot connect to a URL. Uh, mm. So they checked what this URL Fro was. The URL from the Safari br browser website instead links to an African Safari tourist company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go inside, uh, inside, and uh, we forgot to talk about in the beginning of the scene when they were watching TV, they suddenly see static on the TV. We, we, we forgot. To talk about that. Oh, right. The static on the TV. I mean, we can't go yeah. into everything. Otherwise, we'd be doing this review forever. So, but... Right. Uh, that yeah. would never, ever happen. That can't happen in nowadays TVs, but their TV had no. static on it. Almost like they put in a blank VHS tape and played it just to for this movie. <laughs> right. So, they go to this town, the daughter and Stanley Touche, and... Um, I'm going to call her Sabrina Girl from now on. Sabrina Girl and Stanley Tushi goes to town. They meet this very creepy creature that has taken off his tongue. And we see this in the worst CGI moment of the entire fucking movie. And that's saying something, because that's also something we forgot to talk, to talk about. How incredibly bad CGI there is in oh, this Oh, we talked movie. about it a bit. We talked about the creatures, <laughs> remember? But yeah, you could barely... Like, he holds out his tongue or whatever to show you that he cut off his tongue. And me and Fro had to be like, what? Is, what is that? Did, mm -hmm. it? You can't really tell that he cut off his tongue. He's, he's being all menacing. And then we were kind of like... Well, later in the movie, he talks or whatever and he doesn't it doesn't make any noise or whatever because yeah, he cut off it, his tongue it, but you can make yeah. noise even if you cut your tongue off you can't make words like a lot of words correctly but you'd be able to make noise like it makes no sense <sighs> yeah why can this guy not make any noise because he cut his tongue off yeah yeah we gotta move let's move this ahead head fro so uh because we're going a little long okay. already 
sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, to the end. Uh, then uh, uh, the preacher guy comes on the door. Uh, sh uh, shows them uh, uh, things as join us. The father says no. And, oh, I got uh, a little trivia on this one actually. Uh, okay. This is where he he writes the the guy writes something about he says please uh, leave us alone is what Stanley Tucci writes. It says here right uh, at one nine oh nine he writes on in the journal leave us alone please at one nine thirty three the no note now reads please leave us alone. At one nine forty, it says, "Leave us alone, please." Again, <laughs> we didn't notice that, but I found that interesting in here. <laughs> the editing of this movie is fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's very clearly that they suddenly have a plan. So uh, he wants his daughter, and he's like, "Okay, you have something, something that you want. We want, we want your daughter. She." She's going to be our sex slave for some reason. Well, they never say. Well, you're, you're 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 insinuating that we had to figure this out. But all the guy wrote was what? What did you write? Uh, the girl's She's fertile. Virgin. Fertile. Fertile. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's what we get. But for some reason, in the Google thing, it says they discover that he wants to exploit her heightened senses. That never comes up in this film. No. No. They want her as a sex slave or as a Or to repopulate the earth, I think is what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the dad says no. And as every small, uh, smart people that are afraid of people that has suddenly been on their door, what do they do? Oh, they go to sleep. With the, with the girl in, in her room all by herself. And everybody else yeah. is in a room with somebody except for the one person that this cult just threatened. So then the mm -hmm. cult shows up, obviously, that night. Uh, and this part and was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. They because send they, in a little they, girl, and she's yeah. got a vest on underneath. It looks like it would be like a bomber vest from ISIS, except it's covered in cell phones, and all the cell phones mm -hmm. start ringing, and so the house gets attacked by the vests, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> they kidnap the girl, but the mother and the father goes after the religious lunatics and kills them. More or less. Right. Uh, the big thing was that Stanley Tucci had a gun, and the the guy was like, oh, you can't shoot me, because otherwise we'll get attacked by Vesp, because they'll hear, hear the gun, and then they'll kill you. Mm -hmm. So they grab knives, and they start stabbing them, because people don't yell out loud when you stab them in the back of the neck. So that's No, cool. because, because he... Cut These people die story. completely silently somehow. <laughs> yep. Because you wouldn't scream, <laughs> if you got something in your uh, in your back, even though you don't have a tongue, you can make sound. Right, and this—they're not Navy SEALs. They're not going up behind them, like putting their arm or their mouth, covering their mouth and slitting their throat, like one of those kind of. Th it's like they're running at them with a sigh, like the thing to cut wheat, and then like putting it in their back, and then the guy doesn't make any noise. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and then when they get away, survive. right? And then we get the ending. Yeah, because the ending is uh, oh, we suddenly switched movies. It's gone from this uh, horror movie to 
the Hunger Games, all of a sudden. Well, you forgot the one, like, we cut from them getting away from this cult, and all of a sudden they're, it's road trip movie again, and there's like oh, yeah. a sign for this refuge, she gets a hold of oh, her yeah. boyfriend again on her iPad, and then it's the oh, Hunger yeah. Games, all of a sudden she's in the woods hunting Vesps with a bow and arrow with her boyfriend, which we never saw them get mm -hmm. back together. We never saw them go to the actual refuge. We never saw the refuge. But this is must be her her whole thing of heightened senses that is talking about in the Google. It must be this, where she her heightened senses, because she's deaf, it makes her be able to hunt these things. I feel like this ending was setting up for a sequel. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Trying to, but it's clearly trying never going to gonna have one. Never, ever going to happen. So, look, what would you give this terrific, fantastic movie? Ah, jeez. Um, uh, probably a 1.5? Yeah. 1. 1.5. <laughs> 1.5 sounds... Oh, this is awful. I mean, the yeah, only th yeah. only thing, like, certain movie, if it had audio dubbing problems as far as the voices um, or yeah. uh, th other things like that, th th that's the one thing that gives it, like, a one. You know what I mean? It could have mm. been worse. Th that's what gives it points, is that it could have been worse. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Did you find any online reviews of this? Let's go to Common Sense Media, Fro. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see. What do you want to hear? Uh, where's Where's the reviews? Oh, the. There we go. Got it. The silence is fairly... Oh, no. While this movie is based on a 2015 novel, it's impossible to find fault with those who see the many similarities between this movie and the 2017's A Quiet Place. That's what they wrote down here. Uh, mm. they, they gave it a... 3 out of 5 stars? Wow. Th 14 plus is what they're saying. I don't... I don't really, they mm. did cut... like. Every time it look was about to be violent, they cut away. You never really see any blood. Yeah. Like the one no. time uh, is when the lady's leg gets bit, but she yeah. and she never she isn't ever killed or even barely sick from getting bit by the thing. So yeah, no, it will never come up again, and her asthma will never come up again either, because suddenly they find a cure for that in. Right, in exactly. the wilderness after going on because they go away from this fucking cabin on another trip and we see them like underneath what happened with her asthma all of a sudden did it suddenly go away so they could go on this trip right exactly and and then in the end we also find out for some reason they know all of a sudden that the the vesps don't like the cold right yeah they were underground yep. when they found them, Fro. Yep. Have you ever been in a cave? It's not like a sauna yep, in there. <laughs> no, it's not. And uh, and I asked Luke, how did they populate underground there? Because... How, where did they find a food source, right? Yeah, what's their food source underground? And so our only no. guess was some kind of, like, 
uh, what, what journey over. to the center of the earth kind of like yeah. underground world where there's other creatures living in there. That's the only explanation for the beginning of this film. Yeah, so my final thought is this. Do yourself a favor. Don't watch this movie. We watched it for you. Yes, it's awful. The editing is probably the worst thing out of this whole movie is the edit <laughs> of the movie. It's really bad. It feels disconnected and none of it, like, there's certain scenes, like we said, that don't ever go anywhere. And, yeah, just a terrible film altogether. That's my final thoughts. Well, that was a shit movie. Uh, I will say none of the better movies this week, Luke. Oh, they're definitely better. Uh, yeah, they're both pretty good, actually. Um, I saw King of Thieves. Came out in January. Okay. Um, it's about some. It's old. These old guys who were all previously, uh, the like uh, bank robbers, uh, and now they're they're all you know retired from being bank robbers. But then they all decide to go do one last heist. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's 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 about that that whole idea, uh, and but they have a young kid who comes along, but it's pretty much the same idea. Of, I think it's a remake of another movie, or a movie that was already uh, called this. I want to say. Let me look that up. But uh, it, it's pretty good. I gave it a six point oh. Okay. I watched so much TV this week, so I have not watched any more movies. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. King of Thieves. Uh, well, it's got Michael Caine. I should have mentioned that in it. Uh, he's pretty good in it. King of Thieves? Do you know what I think of when you say King of Thieves? Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, I think of, I think of uh, Robin Hood. Right, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, it, that's kind of the idea here. Uh but you just have to watch the movie to really understand it. I mean, it's it's all right. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem to be based off of anything. Uh, Wasn't that called Robin Hood, King of Thieves, though? Uh, yeah, that well, the 2017 or 2018 one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think this is based off anything, but it is very good. Uh, well, not very good, but it's worth watching. Uh, I gave it a six, like I said. Uh, and then the other thing I saw was the Anthony Jeselnik Netflix comedy special that came out yesterday. Uh, I don't like that guy. I really like him. Uh, Fire in it's called Fire in the Maternity Ward. I've liked him for a long, long time. I think he's actually gotten. He's tamed down a bit, which is hard. like if anybody knows his comedy, it's like it's really raunchy and uh, very raunchy. Right? He doesn't he doesn't pull any punches. It, it, it's a lot of uh, jo jokes that a lot of people would be very offended by, but I find it hilarious. He, um, but like he when he was younger, I feel like he was even raunchier. Now it's still raunchy, but it's not quite. He he he's toned it down a little bit, but this is still a very. I, I, it's not recommended for everybody, but I gave it a seven point five. Oh, maybe I should give it a chance then. I like his deadpan style of delivery. Uh, it's almost Stephen Wright esque, kind of the the way he does his delivery of his jokes. So I like that. And I like the raunchy humor as well, but uh, a lot of it's just his delivery. I really enjoy. Mm. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I don't. I he's one of those comedians that I never understood. I don't know what it is with him. I hmm. he annoys me. Sure, I mean, like I said, it definitely he is definitely not everybody's cup of tea, but I like him. Yeah. Do you, are you ready to watch the audio trailer for The White Crow? Rated R. Sexuality. Yeah, graphic. Oh, that's loud. Okay. You live as long as you dance. Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> It's a ballet movie, clearly. Oh, Ralph Fiennes! Mm-hmm. Oh, the wife. Oh, her as well. Oh, whatever what she's called. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen her. Oh. Uh, the ex-wife of... Uh... The Soviet Union kept its people behind the Iron Curtain. Oh, so this is like political movie as well as being about the uh, ballet, I guess. He'll be tried for treason, it says. Oh, it's directed by Ralph Fiennes as well. Mm. I mean, the acting looks, looks good. The cinematography so far looks pretty amazing. Yeah. Why did that make me laugh? <laughs> no! No! You have to say what you want. I want to be free. I like the trailer. Yeah. Makes me interested in watching this movie. I was not interested until I saw the trailer, to be honest. I was no, kind of thinking... me neither. This looks like it's kind of dumb, but that trailer made it look really cool. Okay. Yeah, so w- what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? All right, let's check this out. The White Crow. Young R- Rudolf Nurmagomedov becomes the top ballet dancer in Russia, but life-changing, but a life-changing visit to Paris soon makes him seek asylum in France. Uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% on Metacritic, 87% of Google users like this film. Cool. And that woman's name is Adelaide, holy wow, Exocholopolis. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Greek, obviously. Uh, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, there's four reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, so I didn't really have anything to go on, and all of them are five stars. I didn't uh, see any negative reviews either. So I didn't yeah. see any negative review. Oh, actually, I got one here. But do you want me to do the negative review first? 
Uh, no, I would do a, a good one first. Okay. A perfectly balanced film uh, of certain period of dancer's life. Beautiful shot and acted with character uh, edginess. Even though I knew the end, the tension was pleasantly uncomfortable. Right balance of dancing. This wasn't a dance uh, dancing movie, and I did not. Ex- this wasn't the dance movie, and I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Well done, says Anonymous on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Uh, one thing we should mention is the confusing nature of the uh, release dates of this film. It was clearly yes. it came out in other places besides the U.S. a, a while ago, uh, and it was in multiple film festivals and things like that. But it was released in the U.S. last weekend on Friday. Um, Maria Grozzi says, I saw the film twice at Torino Film Festival. Moving, aesthetically wonderful, intense. Flashbacks give me uh, give me the rhythm of ballet. A very instri- interesting story about a, chariz- a charismatic character who changed the history of ballet. Great director in Ralph Fiennes who gives... A delicate and strong proof of an actor in Pushkin, which makes us understand what is behind the technique, uh, what makes the audience fly and exciting telling a story. Uh, And I got a bunch of other, like, just saw it four times, loved it. Uh, Brilliant film from Isabella Crick. And then uh, Louise Grosman says... All you young socialists need to see this and understand how the ideals uh, became communism, and uh, then there will be nowhere to go for your political asylum. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that we bring politics into this movie. Mm-hmm. Was that the negative one? That was the only negative one, and it wasn't really all that negative, was no. it? But no, not really. It was more just coming from a Republican uh, standpoint, I guess. So, what other independent movie came out this week? Yeah, there was this super independent indie indie rific movie that came out. It was called Avengers End Endgame Endgame. Mm. Mm, never heard of it. Wow, the scores are uh, adrift in space with no food or water. Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos. Uh, 9 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% Mm -hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, 9 out of 10 on IGN, and 96% of Google users liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Directed by the Russo brothers, uh, starring a bunch of people: Robert, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Brie Larson, Chris Evans. I can't go into all everybody. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually saw it again this week. Uh, I didn't go to the movies and watched it. I watched a shitty cam version of it again. Okay, uh, it was still good. Yeah, I loved it. Still, it still good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've even I've listened to a few reviews of it at this point. I'm not going to watch it anytime soon. No. Yeah, yeah but uh, everybody seems to really like it. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, do you know we have something called audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen look? We do. Audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Get a free trial of Audible for 30 days and get a free book. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend something this week. Are you ready? Okay. Because I actually bought um, a book this week. Uh, I I usually buy books, uh, but uh, y- y- what you can get through uh, free is uh, the Mueller report, uh, uh, the findings of special counsel investigation. But uh, yeah, I bought the book of Broadwire, uh, Broadwalk Empire, the birth, high times, and corruption of Atlantic City. And this reminds me of something, Luke. Do you know what I do in Atlantic City? I've not oh, gamble, right? Yes. Okay. And we haven't done our movie bet this week. We should do our movie bet. Yeah, let's do it. So we are going to bet on the movie that's going to make the most money in their opening weekend of the month of May. So we're, we're going to go mm-hmm. down all the movies that are... You know, have big releases in the month of May. Make no sense to do the small ones because they're never going to make as much money. Um, and then me and Fro are going to bet on it. So why don't you why start don't off? You begin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us want, want to tell one to say that title. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I can say. It. Yeah. Uh, El Chicano, a drama by Br'er Cliff. The Intruder, a thriller by Sony slash Screen Gems. Uh, Long Shot, a comedy by Lionsgate Summit. Ugly Dolls, animation from STX Entertainment. Detective Pikachu, a family film by Warner Brothers. The Hustle, a comedy from United Artists releasing. Uh, Palms, a comedy by STX Entertainment. A Dog's Journey, a drama from Universal. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, uh, action film from Lionsgate. The Sun is also a star, a drama from Warner Brothers. Is this like a sequel to A Star is Born? Uh, <laughs> Ad Astra, a sci-fi thrill from Fox. Aladdin, a fantasy from Bonavista, also from Disney. Yeah, isn't Fox movies all Disney now, too? Yeah. <laughs> so all is. these are just Disney movies, really. Uh, yeah. Booksmart, a comedy from United United Artists. Brightburn, oh, fuck, I want to see this movie. I do, too. Horror, yeah. <laughs> Horror from Sony Screen Gems. Uh, Godzilla, they're making another Godzilla movie? Oh, Jesus. Yep. Godzilla, <laughs> King of the Monsters, sci-fi action uh, from Warner Brothers. M.I.A., a thriller from Universal. I think it's Ma. Like Ma. Ma like Mother. Like Ma. Okay. Uh, Rocket Man, a musical from Paramount. And that was our last one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get to so go first. I won the, yeah, I won the last movie bet. That means that uh, Luke gets to pick first. And I'm going to go with Aladdin from Buena Vista. Yeah, because Luke is not fucking stupid and he's going to win this week. Um... I don't know. Yeah, have you, it's it's pretty been already panned on on uh, online uh, fairly universally for having uh, what's his name in it. Why can't I? Why can't I remember? Uh, that's hot. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Will Smith. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to say that my second place is between Detective Pikachu uh, that has gotten good. Uh, reviews. Uh, Godzilla. 
And John Vick. Uh, po, 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 po. What do I think is going to come closest to Aladdin? It, it's really either Godzilla or Detective Pikachu. I'm going with Detective Pikachu. I think that's the smart choice. That's probably what I yeah. would have picked. It has a wide range of audience uh, as well because older... Like, people our age still like uh, Pokemon. You know what I mean? So I love Pokemon, yeah. And then younger kids do as well. So it's got a wide audience range, so I think that is a good choice. Aladdin's just going to so, do well because it's going to be so massively um, promoted and everybody's yeah. everybody's going to want to go see it because they're going to want to take their kid to go see the new Aladdin because they loved Aladdin when they were a kid, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, now Aladdin is going to win uh, by a margin, but uh, I think Detective Pikachu will come closest. <laughs> second we could be wrong though we could totally be wrong mm. here i think those are going to be the two contenders though um and like you said john wick i think is probably three and then maybe godzilla yeah. four is my guess i think godzilla will beat john wick actually oh okay uh yeah uh the the last uh godzilla was awful but it still has um yeah what i do hope is good though is brightburn Fuck, I want to see that, by the way. Yeah, the trailer's really good. Uh, so hopefully yeah. it's going to be decent. And Rocket Man, do you know uh, anything about this? Uh, is it a sequel to that terrible comedy movie from the 90s where the guy goes up into <laughs> no. sp- space? <laughs> no, no. It's a, it's a kind of documentary thing about uh, Elton John. Oh, like a biography pick? Yeah, oh. kind of, yeah. The almost true story about... Uh, about them, yeah. And sure, with okay. A, lo- a lot of music. I bet that does really him. well, too, actually. Yeah, me too. I think that will be okay. But, yeah, Brightburn is the only one, only one I really want to see of this. Uh, yeah. Um... Oh, I want to see Longshot. That actually does look like it's going to be funny. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen the trailer for that. It's got Charlie Theron and Seth Rogen in it. Uh, ah! Yeah. Okay. That's a cool couple. Yeah, the trailer looked look good. I remember that. I don't know exactly remember what it's about, but I remember thinking the trailer looked good, so... Cool. Uh, anything that we have forgotten uh, to talk about? You anything you want to plug? Maybe. No, I'm good. We just plugged the uh, the audible already, so yeah. Yeah. And we plugged Bill's podcast, another <laughs> that wrestling show. So. That wrestling show, yeah. There you go. Uh, remember last mm-hmm. week we were talking about the Norwegian airline. And the fake eyelashes, yeah. and we were like, how can you yeah. tell if eyelashes are fake? I was at uh, a convenience store yesterday, or no, Monday, and I, I saw a lady, and I was like, oh, that's how you tell eyelashes are fake. <laughs> <laughs> they they, look, like they look like that right there. She, They were, yeah. like, yeah. up above her eyelashes, so, like, when she turned yeah. to the side, there was, like, a space between the two sets of eyelashes. Um, 
what else did I put down here? You got anything else random for the end of the show here for the Jeremy podcast? Mm, no, not really. I wrote down, uh, there's kind of an elephant in the room in the world right now of this Jewish kind of Muslim, like, uh, back and forth people killing each other, uh, killing people. In, yeah. And that's pretty terrible. We, I didn't want to cover any of it because I thought it was, would just glorify it, you know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like the atheist message is like kind of more important than ever right now in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. By the book. Uh, by the way, my book is written by Nelson Johnson. Did you ever watch Broadwork uh, Empire, uh, the TV show? No, I didn't. I love that TV show. I actually love the book even more, especially when you can get it free at uh, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. You know what we didn't mention is that, like, the universe just did not want us to freaking watch The Silence, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because we, somehow we totally... <laughs> I I had to work... We had planned to watch it Sunday. I had to work. I stayed up way too late, so I, we, I, we rescheduled for Monday. And so we do it on Monday, and we're in the middle of it, and the power goes out at my place <laughs> for, what, an hour, something like that? Uh, approximately. So we watched part of it. We came back. We watched the rest of it after the power came back on, but when we came back to watch it, then all of a sudden Netflix wasn't working <laughs> on my com on a specific browser on my computer, so I had to end up using another browser. I ended up figuring out how to get it to work on that browser. It was some weird uh, thing with the cache, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that was weird. The, the po if the power was, was going to go out while we were doing the show, I was going to be like, okay, that's strange, because then power went out last week at your place when we were doing yeah. it, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's 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 like sometimes we think the universe is against us. <laughs> the universe hates another digital citizen. Or, that and flying sorcerers. Oh, it's just it, very strange coincidences that are very interesting. Definitely. Mm. Hey, uh, next week we will definitely cover some news of the week, mm -hmm. probably about Julian Assange. I'm going to bet. Yes. Some money on. We'll keep an eye on that tomorrow for the trial. Yeah. Uh, we will discover Eurovision, and in Eurovision we will talk about Germany and San Marino. Last week with Eurovision, before we talk about the winner and things like that. Uh, then we will do another digital review of Ugly Dolls. Is that... Um, about some dolls that are very pretty. It must be. Ugly dolls. I think this is an animated movie, isn't it? Oh, I have no idea what this is. Uh, I think this is like in, uh, a thing. I think this is actually a children's thing. An animated children's thing. I eh, it sounds to... about right, or it could be a horror movie. Or Ugly Dolls also sounds like it could totally be a horror movie, like Haunted Dolls or something, you know? <laughs> but uh, our main topic is uh, transhumanism. What is transhumanism, Luke? Uh, it's basic. What's a good way to... Uh, hopefully I can think of a description. Oh, well, I looked it up. The belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by the means of science and technology. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
If you want to see a movie about transhumanism, uh, a very bad action movie, watch Lucy with uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Morgan Freeman. Ah, okay. I remember yeah. hearing about that. Somebody said that that was really good. I can't remember who it was. I, 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 it's me, because it's it's like I watched that movie. If I'm in a bad mood or just want to see a silly movie, mm-hmm. like if I'm in a shit mood, I turn that movie on. It's, it's one of my uh, like favorite... Uh, movies to go to when I just want to be entertained. So I've seen it a bunch of times, but it's a it's not a good movie in in the world of like movie. Sure, it's like filled with cliches and it's directed by Luc Besson, and the director by uh, Taxi and things like that. Oh, okay, right. Le- Le- Leon, he made also. So it's very focused on the action, but it also has a very uh, good message in it. And it's actually about transhumanism. Uh, Funny enough. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's about this girl taking some drugs that makes her using more than, than her bra- uh, of her brain evolving to something else. Yeah, I mean, this goes. There's all different kinds of ideas of transhumanism, and we'll go into them next week. Some include like actually putting things in your body to like, you know, like making putting a computer chip in your brain or increasing the right. vi- vision by putting some kind of thing in your eye to to increase it, which I think they're actually doing right now. But we'll go into that next week. Nice. Okay. Are you ready to round this up? Yeah, let's wind it, wind it up or round it let's- out. Round, 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 round we go. Okay, from, from Norway. My name is Fro. His name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>